Well, good afternoon, guys. Uh, this is Pastor Paul Goodwin, and I'm so excited um, to let you know what's been going on. We've got uh, some really good things we've got worked out. Um, we just did the first couple of seconds there without any sound, so hopefully we've got it all worked out now. Uh, we This is a daily uh, broadcast that we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to be uh, broadcasting Monday through Friday. Uh, but somewhere around uh, 1 o'clock, uh, 1 to 2, somewhere around there, and we just kind of go in the afternoon. If you can't uh, watch it on a day-to-day basis, uh, you can go back, in the, and we have it set so you can go back and re-watch them later. Um, we're really excited. Um, this is a new adventure for us. We've been trying to work on it and work on it and get the right camera, get the right audio setup, um, make sure that we want to do everything that we can do to get it in the best quality that we can get it Um, because we believe in doing most everything that we try to do around here. We try to do it with the most utmost excellence that you can do because we just feel that, man, if you're going to do something for God, you know, try to try to make it as presentable and as excellent as you possibly can. you know, what you can do and do with excellence, and then God gives the increase on top of that excellence. So we just want to welcome you to our new channel. Um, This is something that, you know, we want to jump in. Uh, We're going to go here on our YouTube platform first, and then we're going to build on that, and then we'll join other platforms as well so that you can watch it. So if you you are tuning in on YouTube, we'll always be here unless – by some re- crazy reason, something happens and we can't get on YouTube. But we're going to start here, build the audience from here, and then we'll move to other platforms after that. Um, so what I wanted to do and what's been on my heart to do is is that God's given me a, a book uh, that I've been writing. Uh, it started a couple, it started actually during COVID. Um, you know, God gave me the title of the book, and it's a book about, a journey in grace, um, you know, the economics of grace, the dispensations of grace, the distribution of grace, and how I think the church may have had our perceptions wrong about what grace is for a long time. I've heard a lot of teaching on grace. I've heard a lot of people uh, talk about grace as, as more of a license and more of a kindness to God that he would just overlook someone's uh, failures and sin. Um, I think a lot of confusion with grace is uh, people confuse grace with mercy. But grace is actually a power that allows you to uh, say no to sin. It allows you to have the power to walk free from sin. Uh, Jesus came and he conquered sin. He, he, uh, the Bible says in John that he was made manifest. Uh, to destroy the works of the devil. And when he was made manifest, he delivered us from the curse of the law of sin and death. And that was by the kindness of the Lord. That was by the grace of God that he did that. So I think in, in, in a lot of times we've confused grace by just being the Lord's kind and he's kind towards your sin and he understands that you struggle. And so we, we've just kind of mistaken what grace means. So I've, I was given this mandate from the Lord to, um, 
to write this book. And it's called Born for More because it is by the grace of God that you unlock every bit of God potential that he has for your life. Um, God has a, a reservoir deep within you that's been untapped by most people. Most people never really tap into the reservoir of greatness and, and God potential that they actually have. And they get sucked into a, a matrix, um, red pill, blue pill kind of state of living. And God's got so much more for, more for most people, and they don't even realize it. They don't realize it, A, because of insecurities where they think that the good things that's happened for somebody else won't ever happen for them. They, they view God as a very distant God, not of a personal relationship with him. But God has, a, God has a, a plan for your life. Jesus said that I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So Jesus has a plan. He died. He rose from the dead, completing uh, that victory over a mundane life, a life full of cursing and a life full of heartache. God, God didn't come. His will is not for you to always be in heartache or suffering. He is, any persecution that comes is, is for the glory of the Lord. But it is not God's will for you to be, in, to be in sick, to be in poverty, to always feel like you're running behind, not having enough money to meet and pay the bills. God's plan is for you to have a life more abundantly, a, a full of overflowing with joy. And so th we're going to take the first 30 episodes of this uh, channel, and I'm going to teach from this book. Um, we, it's not even out to print yet. We've got most of it finished. The workbook is finished, and I'm wanting to, to get it all together before I put it in print. But uh, I know it's kind of crazy. It's kind of backwards to actually teach from the book that's not even finished, but I just really wanted to do this um, I really felt led from the Spirit to do this, do it this way, to teach these videos and then get the book out and let people have them. Uh, so during the next 30 episodes, as we go one day by one day, and you're going to see uh, as we go through this, um, these lessons that each day builds on the previous day and then each week builds on the previous week before. Um, some of the things that you're going to see is uh, being able to, by the end of the 30 days, my, my desire is uh, for you to be in, in, a, in a state of, of living led by the Spirit, full of um, just reaching in and tapping into that, that whisper that you hear inside you that God's got so much more for you. Um, in this challenge, you're going to see as we embrace this journey, there's going to be growth and reflection. Uh, there's going to be uh, vision with achievement. You're going to have action and progressive growth in this. So uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing what God's got for you um, in this um, book. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to jump into day number one, episode number one. Uh, it's called Get Up and Get Ready. Now, I want to tell you, you're going to get as much out of this as you want to get out of it. Um, if you want to get nothing out of it, you don't even have to watch it. But if you really want to tap into something that God's speaking, uh, 
then get a pencil, get a pencil, get a piece of paper, start taking some notes, uh, and really, really embrace what God is speaking through this channel, and and and, and embrace a, a, the transforming things that happen in your life as we go through this book. So. That's by way of introduction. Uh, we won't spend so much time introducing everything uh, next time. So what we'll do is um, we'll just jump in every day uh, and just head out onto the lesson. So here we are, day one. Um, this is the online class. Day one is get up and get ready. And our first scripture that we that we are going to be reading from is Isaiah chapter 52, um, and it reads like this. Awake, awake, put on strength, O Zion. Put on the beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall be no more come unto thee that are uncircumcised and that are unclean. Shake thyself from the dust, arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus saith the Lord, you have sold yourselves for nothing, and ye shall be redeemed without money. For thus saith the Lord God, you, my people went down aforetime unto Egypt to sojourn there, and the Assyrians oppressed them without cause. Now therefore, what I have here, saith the Lord, that my people is taken away for nothing. They that rule over them make them to cry, saith the Lord. And my name continually every day is blasphemy. Man, that sounds like, kind of sounds like today. Therefore my people shall know my name, therefore they shall know in that day that I am he that doth speak it. Behold, it is I. Verse 7, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings that publish peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publish salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigns. Now I want you to take notice, it's Isaiah, the, what they call the eagle eye prophet, wrote this uh, book around 700 uh, B.C. before Christ. And he's given a direct order or a command to the people of God, to the children of Israel, and he's saying, O Jerusalem, O Judah, get up and get ready. He says, Arise and, and, and arise, shake the dust from off of you and sit down. Now, that's, that's kind of a, it's like a threefold command there. I want you to get up, wake up. I want you to wake up. I want you to shake the dust off of yourself. I want you to arise. And then I want you to sit back down. And he said that in this order because he had something that he wanted to tell them. Now remember, Isaiah wrote this beautiful scripture that says, Come now, let us reason together. When, you, when, when you're sitting, you're sitting in a posture of learning. When you go to school, you don't stand up in your class, you sit down. When you sit down, your, your brain doesn't need to function on telling your legs to stand. It actually just relaxes as you take in uh, as you take in 
information. So your brain is has more cells available for you to take in information. That's why we sit down when we go to school. You sit down when you eat. You take it in. You're taking in when you eat. So you sit down. You're resting. And in, in, in that posture of rest, God says, I want to show you some things. And while you're, why I want you to do this is I want you to recognize that while you're sitting here considering the areas of your life where you felt captive, what does he say? He says, shake, the self, shake yourself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck. In other words, he's saying, I want you to sit down for a moment because I want you to really just consider. Now, this is the first step in this journey is to start considering your limitations. Start thinking about where you're weak. Start thinking about where, where you struggle. Start thinking about your need for God in the areas of where you need him the most. As I can tell you, God shows up stronger in the areas where you're the weakest. The Bible says, let the weak say that I am strong. Let the poor say that I am rich. In the areas where you're the weakest, God shows up the strongest. Paul said, when I am weak, thou art strong. Thou showest strong when I am weak. So Start considering, the first step is to consider your need for God. Consider your limitations. Consider where you feel the most captive or bound, where you'll need God to step in the most. But in that consideration, I want you to consider where you're weak to also recognize that you have the availability been given to you by Jesus Christ so that he can come in And he can set you free in the areas where you feel the most captive. To rise up to a new level of freedom and purpose without limits. God can come in to where you're the weakest. And he can shine the light in where it's the darkest parts of your life. And that's probably where you're most anointed is in the areas where you're the most weakest. In the areas where Satan is opposing or Satan is attacking is probably the areas that when God comes in, you'll be the most anointed. The olive doesn't get the the oil unless it's crushed. So in the areas where you feel the most crushed, that's probably going to be the areas where you're most anointed. The areas that you struggle the most of, once you bring God into it and you start tapping into God's potential, where you're the weakest, you have the greatest potential to become strongest in that area. It's the, it's the potential energy. Did you know But if you take a ball and you drop it, the ball has potential energy when it falls. It has the highest level of potential energy the high, before it falls. So before I drop it, it has the highest level of potential to, to, of that energy. So before God comes in, in your weakest areas... That is the area where God can give you the most potential of grace to cover, to come in, and to give you strength. Uh, In this scripture, we see a a very, um, one of the best displays of shaking yourself is when he says, shake yourself from the dust that's gathered on you. When When you're still too long and you're not inactive and you're not moving, you collect dust. Uh, as travelers would oftentimes uh, cleanse the dust from their feet from traveling, it was symbolic 
of washing yourself from the traces of your past. I kind of use this uh, description sometimes is when, when you, I've tracked mud in, into the house before off the bottom of my shoe, and wherever I went in the living room into the bedroom, you could see where I had walked, and a, every step that I had made was a trace of where I had been. So the dust that you've collected into your spirit is just traces of places that you've been. So when you come to the realization that, hey, I'm captive in this area or I'm weak in this area, you're, you, and you get ready and you shake yourself from, from the traces of your past, things start falling off of you that connected you to your past. You've got to let go of the burdens and regret and the influences that weigh you down. By evicting the old, you make room for the new. So when you start shaking yourself, remember when Peter was in prison in Acts, the angel came in and he told Peter, Peter, get up, get ready. I'm going to get you out of here. The first command that he gave him was, Peter, get up and get ready. So before you actually get set free, make your up in your mind, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out of the prison yet. The prison doors are, are open. They're going to be open. God is delivering me. God is making me sanctified. God is taking me on a journey. And it, it may not look like right now what it's going to look like then, but that the first thing that I can do for myself is get up and get ready. When, you're, when you get born again, well, they say, well, that's works. That's, that's legalism, pastor. That's striving. That's working towards something. No, it's not. When there, there, is a pre, there, there, there are requirements to being born again. To be born again, you have to believe in your heart. You have to confess with your mouth. That's two requisites for being born again. So there are responsibilities that you have to do in order for God to move in your life and to untap a, the, the great prop, the calling and the purpose that God's given you. And this is the first requirement. Get up, get ready, shake yourself from the traces of your past, shake yourself from the old man, put down the old man, and if you put down the old man, that gives opportunity for you to pick up the new. If you take off the old colt, now you've got room to put on the beautiful garment, God said in Isaiah. He said, put on my beautiful garment. Well, you're not just going to put the beautiful garment over an old, old garment. You're going to take off the old garment and put on the new garment. You're going to take off the old wineskin and put on the new. So the first step of getting up and getting ready is to rise, shake yourself from the, from the traces of your past, and then sit down and then start considering how God is going to move for you. Then, here's the second part. He then, I want you to, well, that's Old Covenant. Well, let's go to Acts chapter 26, and I want to show you what he says to Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle was on trial with King Agrippa. He was standing before the, the council of the court and before King Agrippa. And he was telling the testimony about how he met the Lord in his encounter. Man, when you get a real encounter with Jesus, you can always rehearse it because it's always fresh in your mind. I remember, I remember being born again. I remember the encounters that I've had with the Lord. And I never forget those moments. 
they're like etched in my heart, etched in my, when you really have an encounter with the Lord, there's just something about it. You can always tap into that memory sometimes. Well, Paul's tapping into that memory, and he's telling King Agrippa in Acts 26, verse 15, he says, And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. And then he said, But the Lord said in verse 16, But rise, stand on your feet, for I have appeared unto thee for a purpose. For this purpose have I came. And for... And I'm going to show you what that purpose is, but now that you've recognized who I am, now that you've got an encounter with me, now that you've arose and shook yourself from the dust, he had to shake himself from from being knocked off his donkey. He stood up. God said, I want you to stand up. I want you to get ready. Because what I'm about to show you, you're going to have to walk this thing out. And I believe God is telling you today. He said, "These are these, look at the, some of the things he told Peter, I mean, he told Paul that he was going to have to do. He said, I'm, I'm going to, I've appeared to you for this purpose to make you a minister, to make you a witness of both of the things which you're, you have seen and of the things which I will show you. But I just don't want you to hold what I've showed you or what I'm going to show you for yourself. But I want you to take those things. This is the purpose of Paul. He said, here's the purpose. Delivering thee from the people of the Gentiles to open their eyes and to turn them from the darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. He said, I'm going to take you, Paul, and I'm going, to, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. And I'm going to have you preach this gospel that you've persecuted. This was the most weakest area of Paul's life, was Gentiles because Paul was a Pharisee. He was a Jew. He was, a tight, he was in that tight circle of Pharisees. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He had no dealing with the Jews. And in his weakest area, Jesus said, I'm going to have you rise up Get up on your feet because I'm going to have you go deliver these people that you have nothing. The weakest area. God always moves. And look what he done for Abraham. Abraham was blessed. Abraham was the friend of God. Abraham was a great man. Abraham went out and rescued Lot in the battle of the kings. He got blessed by Melchizedek. He was a great man. And the area where Abraham was the weakest was he had all those blessings, but he had nobody to give it to. He had no inheritance or no heirs to receive his inheritance. So God moves in and he gives him a promise in the weakest area that was impossible for him to do. He said, Abraham, I know you've got a lot of good things and I know that you've prospered. You come from a prosperous family. You've been blessed. I've been blessing you, Abraham. But I'm going to give you a miracle. I'm going to give you a blessing that you can't do by yourself. I'm going to make it happen in the weakest area of your life because Abraham was too old and his wife was too old. Sometimes God wants you to tap into the impossible in the most weakest areas, and that's where God's going to show up. And this is what happened to Abraham. This is what happened to Paul. God showed up in Paul's life, and he said, I want you to go open, your, open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. 
that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. This was a command of Paul for action. It signified a turning point and a departure from his past. It's time to depart the old ways of thinking. It's time to depart the old ways of behaving. It's time to depart the old ways of living. An inflection point, my pastor, Dr. Rod Parsley, teaches on the inflection point a lot. And this is where I learned it from. So the next time I say it, I'll just say, I heard a preacher say this. No, I won't say it. Dr. Rod Parsley taught on the inflection point in the legacy class at Valor College. And this is what he said. He said, once an inflection point happens in your life, your life before the inflection point can never return to the way it was before. And each, peop- each person meets an inflection point that happens in their life several times in their, in their life. There's moments that happen that when it happens, when those moments happen, you have to leave the, the normal life. I remember when COVID started happening, they were calling life after COVID the new norm because the world had come to an inflection point in COVID. Well, the encounter that God wants you to have on this journey is an inflection point. Every day, God's going to give you an inflection point as you grow in God, as you go from grace to grace, from faith to faith, from victory to victory, moving on from glory to glory, being transformed into the image of His dear Son from one level to the next, from one glory to the next. And every time you go up in the Lord you leave certain living and certain thinking and certain behaving patterns from your past. Each level that you go, you increase in favor with God. Increase in favor and with the Lord. Increase means to be stretched out and hammered out by God. So when God gives the increase, he stretches you with the whispers of the Holy Ghost. He pulls you up to another level and he says, you can't go back to being what you were before. Not that, not that even if you were a good person before, when you go to another level in the Lord, there's certain ways of thinking, there's certain ways of behaving, there's certain ways of living that changes because you're on another level. Uh, when you, you no longer uh, can do certain things because those certain things, they may not even be bad things. They could be good things. They just don't serve your purpose. They just doesn't serve your um, potential that you're having right now in the new level. So there, there are certain transformations that you have. So you can either kick and scream and stay where you're at, or you can complain, well, I don't want to do this. Well, you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. And God will be happy with you, and God will be pleased with you, and there's nothing that you can that you could do to make God mad at you for not, uh, not achieving that. But here's what God says. I am a moving God. I am an action God. There's a scripture that says it is impossible for God to do nothing. Because when God steps into nothing, something always happens. God reached into nothing and caused nothing to respond with everything that was created. Everything that was created was created from nothing. And the things that are seen were created from the rim that you can't see. So even God has a way of reaching into nothing and coming up with something out of it. So God is a moving God. His faith is moving. And when you attach your faith in him, he told Paul, he said, 
are sanctified by the faith that is in me. Sanctification is a process of moving forward. It's it's an embracing of transformation. Uh, So in this mindset, you've got to embrace growth. You've got to embrace transformation. That God has called you to something greater. When God calls you to get up, he means for you to rise up. Not only to rise up, but rise up with a purpose. So when you get up with grace, you embrace the kindness of God on your life, knowing that he's appointed you for a special purpose. Um, I mean, there is just so much that on this one day that I want to cover them. But the first one was get up with grace, get up with God's kindness. The second one is trust that you're stepping into a journey that God will guide you and equip you and fulfill everything that you need for your purpose. I heard a, I heard a man say one time, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. You've got to trust that if God's called you to do this, if God's, uh, if you're trusting that you're stepping in with God the, on this journey to, to explore this great potential, this reservoir of potential that's in the, inside of you that needs unlocking. And when you start tapping into it, you're trusting that God will not only guide you, but he'll equip you to help you fulfill your purpose. And number three, commit to never returning. Never return. Commit to that. There's there's an old story about a a, a, a military group was in was invading an, an island that had a pretty high wall above the shore. And when they sailed their ships to the island, they looked up and they saw how bad they were outnumbered. So when they landed on the beach. The captain of the guard turned around and he had the archers shoot the ships that they sailed on and they burned them. And everybody said, why did you do that? And he said, because I've got to have a zero option for retreatment. If we're going to take this battle, if we're going to take this hill, if we're going to take this island, then we have to have zero plans of retreat. We either take this island or we die. And that's, that's the commitment that you have to make to really going in this journey is committing never to return to those thinking patterns, those behaving patterns, and those way of living. Uh, make, a, make a commitment to never return to the place you were before. Allow Scripture to inspire you in your determination moving forward. The Word of God will always cause you to increase and progress. It doesn't leave you where you're at. So embrace the transformation that comes with God's grace on your life. Remain uh, in the plan. Uh, remember this is the first step of the journey, and each day and step will, will each day and each step will bring you and make more opportunities for growth and alignment in your God potential. So that was day one. And uh, we're we just so thankful that you tuned in. And um, I hope that you're, you, you follow. Don't forget to subscribe uh, at the link below. Like our, our channel. Share it on, on other platforms. Get people to come. Uh, because this is, a, this is a free lesson. This is a free book that I'm giving out on video. And then we get it to print. If you want the hard copy then, you can get it. But we wanted to... Uh, we've been working on getting this out on YouTube and on this channel for broadcast. So 
This was day one. We've got 29 more days to go. We'll be broadcasting Monday through Friday. And I'm so glad that you gave us an opportunity to come and be a part with this. Uh, so we'll see you later. Mm -hmm.